You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Memorial Day episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube. Remember that we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, covering your New Orleans Saints. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com, and don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you. On today's episode, I've got some news that I want to share personally with all of you to kick off the episode. Then we're going to get into our Monday mailbag for the rest of the show. We're going to take it easy today for Memorial Day. Uh, We're going to answer a bunch of questions, so we're going to talk about a potential Ryan Ramchick extension. We're going to talk about how long a leash might be on a struggling new starting quarterback next season. We're going to talk camp battles, and I'll also give you my top five offensive coaches in the NFL today, all of that, and of course, much more. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, now co managing editor over at canalstreetchronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. And that's kind of where I want to start off with today's episode. You heard a new title for me over at Canal Street Chronicles uh, that is co-managing editor. So now Myself and Chris Donald splitting the managing editor responsibilities, which means that I have a much larger role over at CanalStreetChronicles.com now. Of course, the SB Nation site that covers the New Orleans Saints and I've been that I've been writing with with a little bit over a year now. Uh, I, I want to be very, very clear that this does not affect anything that I'm doing here with Locked On. Still here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week, aside from, you know, a couple of days here and there during the offseason where I might just want a little bit of extra rest. But we're not taking it today on the holiday of Memorial Day, which probably would have been uh, maybe a, a smarter decision, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy very much being here with everybody and having that new role or that expanded responsibility, let me say, over at Canal Street Chronicles is not something that's going to cut into anything that I'm doing here. In fact, hopefully it bolsters it, it strengthens it, it makes it a little bit more, um, it, it advances me a little bit in terms of what I'm able to provide here on the show and what I'll have access to and things like that. So. Uh, the thing that I want to share the most though is that I know that there are a lot of you know aspiring podcasters and writers that listen to this show and that write to me every now and then and say, hey, how do I do what you do and things like that. And first of all, let me be very, very clear that like never a day goes on without me considering how fortunate I am. Uh, and that's why I try to make sure that like I do this show justice, right? Because because there are countless people out there that want to do something like this. And here I am, the one fortunate enough to do it, which means I have to put my full self into it, right? I have to do it justice. And I have to do all of you justice for taking the time to listen, to support, to to, to interact, to write, you know, all the things that that you all do to make this such an enjoyable opportunity and such an enjoyable job and career, honestly. And so I... I I want to start by sort of talking a little bit about how I did get to this point without getting like too mushy gushy or anything like that. We're going to get to the saint stuff, you know what I mean? But I do want to talk a little bit about this because this is a huge opportunity um, here because four years ago, I started writing back in 2017 with a website that we created 
uh, myself and a, a couple of folks, including now lifelong friend Tyler McClatchy, who you know wrote into the New Orleans Saints subreddit over on Reddit and said, "Hey, would anybody be interested in writing for a website that I'm starting, like a blog that I'm starting?" And I said, "Yeah," and I, I dove into it. Now I had written some things before that in terms of you know writing about the Saints and stuff like that, but never publicly. Like it was only stuff that I kind of wrote on my own and that I kind of had like stored away in a hard drive somewhere that no one would ever find and everything. And then all of a sudden there I was writing, you know, this piece about how my story aligned with the sort of resurrection rebirth of the New Orleans Saints franchise post Katrina and everything, myself being a New Orleans native and and going through that and coming up from that, much like the franchise did. And it's just a really kind of remarkable experience to have started there and now get to this point where I'm doing a daily show. I'm now the co-managing editor for, you know, one of the biggest sites that covers the team, one of the biggest blogs that covers the team and everything. And I'm working with people that I've, I've idolized for a long time as, as writers, people like Nick Underhill and Amy Just and Kat Terrell and Larry Holder and so many others. And I get to talk to them, right? I had Luke Johnson on the show last week, who's a guy that I've looked up to for <laughs> years now. And so it, it's an incredible, it's an incredible thing. And so I, I'm so excited to be able to you know, step into this new role and everything. And my advice to people when people ask me, like, what did I do and how do I do what you're doing and things like that is like, just go, like, just go. Because that's that's always been my thing is to have that one speed, right? And that one speed is always go. <laughs> that's all that it is. And so, um, and that has always been a part of the personality that I try to bring to this. You know, I'm, I'm always trying to be on 10 because I'm I'm having fun, you know what I mean? I'm I'm doing what I love. And so I'm very grateful for that. So I'm excited about what, you know, I get to help to bring to Canal Street Chronicles and what I what that continues to bring back to this show, as well as all these things reciprocate and and you know work together and all. And uh, you know, my emphasis right now is how do we, you know, increase accessibility, representation, uh, and community within the site and all. And I something I, I very much try to do here too. I try to keep this show accessible. I try to keep this show representative of a bunch of different voices. So you're not just hearing me, even though you hear me for the most part, and also representative of your opinions and your thoughts and your questions as well, which the rest of this show is geared towards what you told me you wanted to hear. And so that's what we're going to be talking about through the rest of the show. But then also community, right? Building that and making sure that, you know, it's it's something that reflects the desires of the fan base, which is something I've always been really stern about with this show is that this show is not my show. This show is our show right? It's just as much about what all of you want to hear about, what all of you want to know about as it is, you know, with me sitting here with the microphone, right? So a big thank you to uh, Chris Dunnels for giving me the opportunity, for Jenna Kelly for making the opportunity available over with SB Nation as well. Somebody that's affected me in ways that she has no idea um, in terms of, you know, my writing and everything like that. So big shout out to her, big shout out to the team over at Canal Street Chronicles. And of course, a big thank you to all of you uh, because, and I say this all the time, I couldn't do this and I would never want to do this without all of you. And it's your support, your, um, you know, tuning in, your reading, your sharing, all those things that have helped to, you know, continue to push me and everything. So a big thank you to all of you. Now we'll get to the Saint stuff, uh, but thank you for indulging me for just a moment as we open up this Memorial Day episode and happy Memorial Day to everybody. Big thank you to anybody that's listening that has uh, served and, you know, as we Remember uh, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice throughout today. A uh, big thank you to everybody who has taken the time to uh, tune in. But we're going to get to your questions now from 
the Locked on Saints Facebook group, as well as Twitter uh, with what it is that you wanted to hear about in this Memorial Day mailbag. Going to take it easy today a little bit, but we got some big topics that we're going to talk about. We'll pick it up here in just a moment, talking about Ryan Ramchek and a potential extension for him, as well as a guy like Marcus Williams as well, who's due for one. We'll see what Mickey Loomis had to say about that potential here just about a week or so ago. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, who doesn't want instant gratification, right? No need to wait for any type of satisfaction when it comes to credit karma money. This is actually pretty cool. You can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. So this all is a part of Credit Karma and their Credit Karma Money Program, which is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. Here's how it works. You pay with a debit card, and then if you win, you're going to be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash, as they call it, will be added to your spend account. So then that's money that comes back to you that you can use again later on. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million of instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting because it's still happening. And you can be next. Progress starts here with Credit Karma Money. Right now, visit creditkarmamoney.com slash winmoney to open up your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for a free account and start winning instant karma today. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary exclusions in terms apply. See rules, of course. And banking services are provided by MVB Bank Incorporated member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints once again a big thank you to everybody for being here with us whether you're tuning in via your favorite podcast app or you're watching on youtube keep in mind that you can do one or the other as well just search locked on saints wherever you prefer so we're going to get to a couple of questions here to get us started with today's episode i'm going to switch this up a little bit over on the display side for those watching on video your names more important than my names right now as we go ahead and get through your questions and I'll answer a few of the questions that have come from you. One of the first things that I want to get to though is I've had a couple of people that have tagged me on Twitter asking me if I can confirm some news around the New Orleans Saints working on a Ryan Ramchick extension. To that effect specifically, no, I can't. But what I can say is that since back on like March 6th, I believe, Ian uh, Rappaport put out a big, you know, notice or, you know, one of the videos that they chop up from his appearances on Total Access and stuff like that about how the Saints are intent upon extending either or, right? Or or let me say either or both uh, Marshawn Lattimore and Ryan Ramchick. Now, this is before Marshawn Lattimore's offseason arrest, so we'll see how that all plays into it. But it's no mystery that the New Orleans Saints have been interested and extending Ryan Ramchek, at least in particular. That news broke back in March. Then you can also look back just about a week ago to uh, Mickey Loomis and what he had to say during the Saints Hall of Fame golf outing when he was asked about whether or not they were working on an extension for Marcus Williams. And then Kat Terrell followed up and basically asked, are you working on extensions for anybody? Like, how is this process going? And basically what it is that uh, Mickey Loomis said is, We've got some talks in progress with some guys. Classic Mickey Loomis, right? Classic Mickey Loomis in terms of how he responds to that. But he also was asked about a timeline because Kat Terrell is very good at her job. And he basically said, look, I'd love for this to be done tomorrow, which of course was a little bit over a week ago now. But 
of course, there's two sides to this. So the, the question about whether or not they're working on an extension with Ryan Ramchick and can I confirm that? No, I can't confirm that. But would it make sense? Yeah, of course. Like, of course they want to do that because they also want to create cap space and extending players like Ryan Ramchick, Marcus Williams, potentially Marshawn Lattimore, and even Teron Armstead, uh, who seem to be the top four kind of options for extension right now. Those all create cap space where the Saints could potentially utilize that money for a veteran corner or maybe somebody else within the interior defensive line, another wide receiver, whoever it is that they feel like they could potentially, um, you know, bring in and add and, you know, potentially bolster the roster. So that's what I've got on Orion Ramchick extension. Nothing definitive, but again, don't be surprised because this has kind of been in the air for months now uh, that this is something that the Saints are interested in doing, of course. So we've got uh, our next question here is from Tony Mealy, who asks, other than quarterback, which position battle in training camp are you most interested in? So y'all know me, right? I love special teams and stuff like that. So you know the special team stuff is going to be really interesting to me. The punter battle, the the gunner battle, whether that's going to end up being a guy like Lawrence Woods, Jalen McCleskey, they have a huge, huge role to fill now that Justin Hardy is in New York. So that's something I'll be excited to see. But to get to something maybe a little bit more... Um, in the public eye, I'd probably go with the wide receiver two position. I, I could go corner, but that seems like a pretty obvious one. But wide receiver two, whether it's going to be Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, if a guy like Kawan Baker can show up and maybe surprise, and, and these other wide receivers that they still have in the building, including guys like Juwan Johnson, there's just a lot of opportunity there for somebody to step up into this accelerated role in this Saints offense, which is a very exciting offense. And whether that's going to be with you know, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, there's still a lot of excitement about what this offense can be, regardless, because you're still talking about a Sean Payton offense. And one of the things that Sean Payton does so extremely well is that he schemes up wide receivers better than anybody in the NFL, which is going to lead us to our next question here from Tomas. Tomas asked, uh, over the past few weeks, he's seen a couple of, uh, or a lot of O, o coaches, like offensive coaches and top lists. So what is your top five? So my top five, when it comes to top five offensive coaches in the NFL right now are Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Andy Reid, and Sean McVay. I put Sean McVay in at number five because I am excited to see what Sean McVay does with a quarterback that doesn't hold his offense back, which is always kind of what Jared Goff has felt like. Now he's got Matt Stafford, a guy that has run some complicated offenses before in his past, has run something akin to the style of what Sean McVay likes to do. Now, all of a sudden, I expect that we'll see that offense open up quite a bit, which I think will be very welcome in Los Angeles. Andy Reid's an easy choice. I mean, he's one of the best offensive minds outside of Sean Payton and the other guys that I named ahead of him as well. Matt LaFleur has been remarkable with Green Bay, and I know a lot of that is Aaron Rodgers, but we give Sean Payton his credit. We give Drew Brees his credit. I want to give Aaron Rodgers his credit and give Matt LaFleur his credit. So I'll put Matt LaFleur out there because he's incredible at scheming up offenses, just like Sean Payton. Kyle Shanahan, one of the most prolific minds and when it comes to offense. We've seen that time in and time out. And then, of course, Sean Payton, probably the most um, innovative, sorry, forgot the word there for a moment, most innovative offensive minds that we've ever seen in the NFL. So that's kind of where I look at those. Sean Payton, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Andy Reid, Sean McVay are my top five. Uh, Michael Murray asks, how many weeks of struggling do you think a new quarterback gets before the backup quarterback takes over. And he had some more context around this, but I can only fit so much into uh, into my 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 like lower third here. But basically, he was talking about Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, whoever gets selected to be the starting quarterback going into 2021, how long of a leash do they have, essentially? I mean, if they struggle week one, are they out? Are they done? Or is there a certain point where you kind of like pull 
uh, pull the ripcord. For me, I think that it comes down to the team record, right? So if the quarterback is struggling, but the defense is still winning you games and the quarterback's not losing you games, then I think you can kind of sit with that for a little bit longer. But if the team record is, you know, kind of on a skydive and you come out of the first five weeks before the bye week one and four, then I think you might see some, let's say, reconfiguration of the offense, particularly at the quarterback position at that time. So I would kind of give it up until that bye week, but kind of hard to say, honestly, uh, because we know that this team has also been very loyal to their quarterback. So at the same time, wouldn't be surprised for them to say, this is our guy and we're going to stick with him. Anytime that you look at NFL franchises changing quarterbacks midseason, it never really works out, right? You look at Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts last year. You look at the shift from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. You look at all of the kind of shuffling between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston that happened in Tampa. It just doesn't work. You look at the situation in uh, in Washington last year, it doesn't work. And so I think that sticking with the same quarterback works a little bit better than a shift or a change at some point during the season. So I think whoever wins does get some loyalty there. But if there is going to be a point at which you say, uh, we're going to make a change here, it would be early on in the season after that bye week, I would imagine, if the team isn't performing well early. All right, and let's wrap up this segment with a fun question here. This one comes from Brian Mitchell. He's got a couple of fun questions that we'll go through. Uh, where You're on a houseboat for a week with four current Saints players or coaches who's joining you. And why? So here's my list of four Saints players or coaches that are joining me on a houseboat. Sean Payton, because I just think that like Sean Payton a week out at sea, probably a really fun guy to be around and some great conversation stories to be had there. Demario Davis is just somebody that I feel like I would have great conversations with no matter what and would love to and would be okay spending a week with, right? Because there's that thing too, like you have friends, but then you have friends that you would go on a road trip with. And those two groups tend to be have some exclusions from one another, right? And Demario Davis feels like one of those guys that like I could be around for a week. Same thing for Cam Jordan. He does a little bit of everything. He cooks, I cook, we would have a good time. You know, video games, all that other stuff, like that would be great with Cam Jordan. Kind of the same thing with Alvin Kamara, who I think would just be a blast to be around as well. So if I'm going to be stranded, not stranded, but if I'm going to be on a houseboat uh, for a week and have the opportunity to like go out, go fishing, things like that, these are all guys that I feel like would be game to do all of those things and and whatever, but then also would just be a ton of fun to be around, learn from, and pick brains for a week. All right, so we have a couple more questions that we're going to get to to wrap up the show here in just a moment. We're going to talk about Richard Sherman or Brashad Breland. We'll also talk a little bit about who is a player that I'm glad that the Saints didn't uh, make a move for this offseason, whether it be in the draft or otherwise. We'll continue on with all of that as we continue with today's episode of Locked On Saints, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Maybe the only thing I love talking about as much as football and the New Orleans Saints is built bars, right? It's got to be the built bars. I love built bars. We love built bars. And there's nine delicious flavors that you can take advantage of right now over at builtbar.com, as well as limited edition flavors that are constantly updated on the site as well. Coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, salted caramel, tons of flavors for you to choose from, all covered in 100% chocolate. I know what you're thinking. Yo, that's a lot of sugar. But with these built bars because they have found the way to craft the perfect the perfect protein bar one that tastes like a candy bar but doesn't carry the same sugar and carbs and grams of fat or anything like that you get 17 18 grams of protein but only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs 4 or 5 grams of sugar 
These are phenomenal. So go and check them out and get your box, whether you want to do a sample box where you get a bunch or you could do a build your own and pick up the three flavors as well. You can check them out over at builtbar.com. And when you do, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, use the numerals LOCKED15 over at builtbar.com to get 15% off. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Get it, Huda Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Saints, getting to your questions here from the Locked On Saints Facebook group, as well as from Twitter. You can always join the Locked On Saints Facebook group if you're interested at facebook.com slash groups slash Locked On Saints. Just request to join and we'll get you in. Or you can always hit me up on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you can always drop questions below in the comment section as well. And I can save those for Mailbag Monday. Just let me know that that's what you want to do. Otherwise, I'm just like writing back to you. I try to interact with everybody. It takes the time to comment and everything like that. So let me know that you want something for Mailbag Monday and put it down there. So let's start off here with Fernando Albino, who comes through with a great question. Talking about the cornerback two position. And, you know, I've done my my work so far on Paulson Adebo, taking a look at what it is that he has to do to become the starting corner. I think that was in Wednesday's episode last week. So if you haven't heard that, feel free to go and check that out and what it could potentially look like with him as a starting corner the week before that as well. So I'm really interested in what could potentially happen with Paulson Adebo. Y'all know that I'm very high on the guy and that I think that he can be a starting corner in the NFL and a very good one. Just don't know how long it's going to take for him to adjust, especially after being out of football since November of 2019, nearly two years to the point that he would be hitting the field for the New Orleans Saints in September. So let's take a look at two potential options for the Saints, uh, as Fernando Albino here puts on the map, uh, both Richard Sherman and Brashad Breeland. Which one would you go after? Ask me which one I would prefer. I think, and it might be crazy, but I think that for the purposes of what's going on, I might go with Richard Sherman. I know I always talk about Brashad Breeland, and I do think Brashad Breeland would be a great get for the New Orleans Saints, particularly because of the fact that he fits the man scheme. But I like the idea of Richard Sherman because he would be a one-year option, whereas Brashad Breeland could be somebody that could be a longer-term deal. But I'd like to see the Saints be able to utilize Paulson Adebo during his rookie contract and see what it is. I think that him coming from Stanford, Richard Sherman coming from Stanford, both of them being former wide receivers, both of them being big physical guys, that that could be really good for Paulson Adebo and his development to have Richard Sherman and Chris Richard, who of course helped to to create the Richard Sherman that we know today. I mean, he he helped to, with the Legion of Boom and putting all that together. He sort of, sort of helped cultivate all of what we know about Richard Sherman and the Legion of Boom over in Seattle. So I would love for Paulson Adebo to get that opportunity to work with the two of them. And honestly, also for Richard Sherman, being able to work with guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Marcus Williams as well over on the back end. So I do think that there's a lot to be said about the, I don't want to call it off field because it's technically on field, right? The mentorship that could come with a guy like Richard Sherman. But I do think that that would be something that I would welcome with this particular situation that the New Orleans Saints are in with a youthful secondary. But obviously, Brashad Breeland, to me, would be a fantastic pickup for the team. He would fit right in, and he could be a starting cornerback, too, for you immediately, could potentially also be somebody for the future. So I would never be upset with either one of them, but I think because of the, let's say, intangible aspect that Richard Sherman brings, I give him the slight edge. Uh, Let's go back to Brian Mitchell, who asks, who are your top uh, I'm so glad that the Saints didn't draft trade for slash sign and free agency players. I think that for me, 
my top one, I'm going to give two, but you'll get the idea. My top ones are Davis Mills and Kyle Trask in the second round of the NFL draft. I wouldn't have minded either of those players being drafted. It actually has nothing to do with the players themselves. It's just that it would have murkied the waters of the first quarterback competition that New Orleans has faced in two decades. And I think that could have caused some trouble for the New Orleans Saints to put them in a position that they didn't necessarily need to be in. And so I was glad to see them still invest at the quarterback position because I, I'm I'm of the camp of people that believes uh, address that quarterback position anytime that you can. It's it's the most important position on the field. So, but going for Ian Book at 133 in the fourth round is very different than going for Davis Mills or Kyle Trask at 60 in the in the second round or potentially trading up in the second round. They would have had to for one of those. I think for me, that's the one move that I'm glad that they didn't make going into the 2021 season. And let's actually stick with uh, Brian Mitchell here who asked, what is a great book that you've read lately? So I'm going to shout out Jeff Duncan here. Jeff Duncan did Peyton and Breeze, uh, the, the book sort of covering their ability to create one of the NFL's most prolific and successful offenses. It's incredible. You learn so much about the communication between the two, the meetings that the two had, the conversations that they had. It's a really, really remarkable book. And this is something Jeff Duncan has done very well for a very long time is producing these types of in-depth looks at the New Orleans Saints and how they operate um, you know, together, how they craft this offense, how they've crafted their team, all of that. He has phenomenal insight there. So that book, Peyton and Breeze, I think is definitely one of the most interesting reads that I've had uh, here recently. I'm actually about to go back and reread it just to make sure I don't miss anything. And then we'll wrap up here with Tony Mealy. What song would you want playing uh, as your come out of the bullpen song to take on your warm up pitches? So basically, Tony knows that I'm a, I, I'm becoming a little bit of a baseball fan, kind of rooting for the Dodgers right now. I love Mookie Betts. I'm still a little bit more of a player fan than I am a team fan, but whatever team that player's on, I'm all about. And so uh, he asked if I would, you know, if I was a pitcher, what would that warm up song for me be? And I've got to shout out uh, Fi Fi, F Y E, F Y E, for those that don't know. Uh, Fi Fi by Toby Nguigwe. I mean, the, any music that this guy does along with his wife, Fat, like it's incredible and it pumps me up so much. So I would definitely want Fi Fi by Toby Nguigwe uh, playing for my warm up song there. So, all right, y'all, that is, that's all our questions. This is all the questions that we had for today. A nice, relaxing episode here. I hope that you're all enjoying your Memorial Day. Please take some time, be with your family. And a big thank you to all of you that are listening that uh, may have happened to serve as well. We appreciate you very much for your sacrifice and for uh, what you've done. So as we continue on with the week here at Locked on Saints, we'll be back tomorrow with Twitter Tuesday. We're going to dive into underrated players, right? So who are the most underrated players? On the Saints roster can be anybody from you know one to eighty four or eighty six, however many players the Saints have on their roster right now. And then, of course, I'll tell you my most underrated player going into twenty twenty one as well. And of course, we'll keep you up to date with everything going on with your New Orleans Saints. And don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast as the NBA uh, playoffs continue to heat up. The NHL play uh, playoffs continue to heat up. But don't forget too that if you're an NHL fan, we've got shows for you here across the network as well. So go and check out your favorite NHL Locked On podcast for Monday through Friday, everything going on around your favorite team. So we'll continue on tomorrow, y'all. I appreciate you as always for coming through, for rating, reviewing, for liking, subscribing, turning on notifications, everything that you do to help grow this family. I appreciate so much all of your support. Once again, I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them trust you that nation. 
I'll holla at you.